0: Welcome to Virtual Student Experiences, where we inspire students to aspire. For more information, please check out our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Hi everyone, and welcome to another Virtual Student Experiences Season 2 webinar. Today's webinar will focus on architecture. If you're new to our program, VSE is a pro bono initiative spearheaded for students by students we at VSC want to be the inspiration for aspiration. Our goal is to give students around the world an opportunity to hear from professionals in the career industry of interest in a friendly and casual setting. If you're a student that knows what you want to do in the future, we at VSC want to encourage, allow and connect you with professionals. Through VSC, students are given the chance to decide if their career of choice really fits their skills, personality and overall interest. Through VSC, you'll be be able to hear from a wide variety of guests from a variety of seniority levels. To find out more information and to be notified of upcoming webinars, you can visit our website at virtualstudentexperiences.com. And before we get started, I just want to let you all know how this is going to work, so hang on tight. Firstly, I'm going to be asking our guest professional that I'll introduce in a second, a series of base knowledge questions so that you can get a good idea of who she is and really what she does. Um, If at any time you have a question, feel free to post it in the Q&A module down below and we will get to it in the later part of the webinar. We highly recommend that you ask questions during this webinar, because this is an opportunity to get an answer right here, right now, instead of reading about it later on the internet. And quickly introducing our VSE core team of volunteers, we have Buddy, Gabby, Jonathan, Coco, and Tommy. And without further ado, our guest today is Ms. Sobci. Ms. Sobci started off her career as a project architect and is now a partner for iAchieve Group, Inc., where, which is a company that aims to help entrepreneurs start their own independent business. She began her education uh, in architecture at APJ School of Architecture and earned her bachelor's degree there. Uh, She also received a certificate for solar design from green buildings from the Institute uh, for Human Settlements. After her education, she began to uh, work as a project architect, a design architect, and a design partner in India, which led her to her current position uh, as a partner for the iAchieve group, Inc. in North America. Her strong character and her desire to get out of her comfort zone and grow has made her a successful woman and a great asset to any company she works for. So thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much, Beckett, for the wonderful introduction. Good evening, everyone. This is the Beckett Connecting from New Jersey. As rightly mentioned by Beckett that, uh, yes, I'm an architect. Uh, I have done my undergrad from India. Uh, from one of a very renowned school which is APJ School of Architecture. It was a five years undergrad program and then um, straight away after that I was in the industry um, pursuing my architectural goals over there and uh, soon I realized uh, you know as a student you you had this big aspirations and ambitions to we really do well for yourself, right? I think I wasn't uh, different in that. Uh, I was, I, I'm born in, as a very ambitious woman and uh, hard work and, you know, long hours, passion was not, never a question for me. And, uh, and I, I'm not sure how many of you are aware of this industry, but this industry really uh, is demanding for every individual, right? And I don't think so. I was prepared for that. So that is something very crucial. I would like to address that today, that whatever you are trying to pursue in your life, uh, some of the mistakes I did, and I would like you to you know put some light on that so that you, when you are pursuing any career, uh, you have that kind of understanding because uh, see, there are two ways to have that understanding. Either you have somebody in your family uh, who have done that before, or you network with those people in that industry so that you understand what they do on their daily basis in their career, not in the educational area, but after they are done with their education, what kind of opportunities they are provided with and what kind of struggles they have or what kind of achievement they have. I think those are the very important questions. Uh, anybody who is after high school looking for their uh, you know career, they have to get into those questions and really get their answers because other than because you don't want to be in a position after five years where uh, you're confused you don't know uh is this something you want to do or is this a lifestyle uh do you want to lead because every profession comes with a lifestyle this is a very crucial question because you may like doing certain career but you may not like the lifestyle that comes along with it and that could be 15, 16 hours a day, maybe for the rest of your life. Are you willing to put in that kind of work? Ask this question from yourself. Ah, Because in some cases you're doing that work maybe just in the school or maybe just in the beginning. But there are some professions where you put in these number of hours every single day. doesn't matter you are in the beginning of the career or at the end. Well, I'll get into that, but uh, yes. And then then I was in the industry for um, approximately four years and I have worked with top-notch architects in my country um, who have been, uh, you know, really famous architects in India. Some of them, actually, both of them have studied in the United States of America. One was from Harvard University, other one was from Pratt University, which is again, one of our top design school in New York. So I got training under these kind of professionals and I really learned architecture from those people. They were kind of my mentors in the industry who taught me after my college, how to really move my, uh, how to move my pencil with that intention to build something and to solve the problems of my clients, right? So, that's what I have done. Um, Beckett, uh, I think uh, if you have any questions from here, I'm good to go, good to answer.
0: Of course. Um, So I guess just to start out, can you just tell us where your foundation in architecture um, really got started and maybe what architecture really is?
1: Well, architecture, Okay, let me go back and tell you what architecture was because right now what architecture is, is very different than what it was. Architecture for us, it was a combination, what I knew, combination of science and creativity. There was not much technology involved at that time when I joined the industry, Uh, when I joined my school rather. Uh, I thought I have an inclination towards creativity and I'm a science student. I think this is a perfect amalgamation and I would love to pursue this career. And another thing of the fact that my uh, my father is into real estate. So he was exposed to uh, this industry where he felt there is a missing uh, expertise between a client and a contractor. And that comes from a person who can actually design those buildings. And that's where he found that maybe his daughter can do it. Uh, So that's how he uh, kind of influenced my decision. Um, And that's how I applied for this course. And um, so pretty much architecture is something where you mix creativity with designs because it's very important to understand the structures and so many other things that goes behind uh, building those incredible buildings out there. But now when I see seven, eight years down the road, technology has a huge role to play in this profession. And that has changed the whole the whole uh, industry because there are so many careers they have come across today when you see architecture, which has come through technology. Uh, I'm not sure if you know this uh, industry called UX UI. UI. Uh, well, it's it's a, it's an upcoming industry where a lot of opportunities are there. It's it's amalgamation of design. You need not need to be an architect, but it's amalgamation of technology and design. And a lot of architects today feel so helpless because they weren't taught so much into technology. That wasn't there because we were taught with a traditional way. Um, building a building is by your pencil and. paper and pen that's how we were actually taught in school but right now how many people are doing that not many and technologies the softwares uh, so many things have come up have made the whole tedious process so easy because they want the whole process of building the building much faster because how much money because first is the employment money that goes into building that buildings uh there's so many factors that are involved that they want to squeeze in and make the process faster. And that's why technology plays a huge role, both in terms of time and creativity. So that's what architecture to me is, which has evolved over the years.
0: That's really great. Um, and then touching on your education, can you tell us like what role that played um, in your success and maybe how important is it to go to a name school or to get good grades?
1: I think it's very important. Uh, It it is so important to a point where that actually builds up you in a certain way when you're out there in the uh, job industry or if you're even planning to open up your own firm. See, there is a reason that those colleges are, you know, name brands because they have put together all the brilliant professors, all the brilliant people together to run that program right there's a reason they have done it that way so i would say it's very important but i will also say for any reason you're not able to crack that that is not end of the world because every person is different and their journey is different so yes it's very important to get into the right school with the right branding and with the right professors and you need to make sure they are practicing people because this is this industry is, you cannot teach something which you haven't done before, right? So right. you want to get that learning from the professors who are all out there and doing the practice outside. They understand the laws. They understand what it takes to build the whole practice, right? So, you, so that's very important first. So, and second, for any reason, you're not able to crack the best school, I don't think it's end of the world. You can still, you know, network around, build that, uh, you know, credibility around that yourself. If you are aware what you're doing, you can still do it and learn it at the job. But, uh, but if you're very much clear right in the beginning that this is what you want to do, then I would just recommend that please put your 100% and try to get the admission in the best schools.
0: That's great. Um, and then maybe can you speak a little bit about your time at AA Architects and maybe your responsibilities and maybe some of the skills you implemented there?
1: Sure. Uh, well, can, uh, AA Architects was actually my first job right after my graduation, if you see. So it's a very different scenario when you actually, you know, do your thesis. You finish your five years undergrad program. With that energy, that you're done, and you know you're going there out there, and uh, you are basically an there because you get the license and everything. But you out there, you, you understand, just because you have the license, that doesn't mean that you can build the buildings. So that was kind of awakening, not only for me. I think for a lot of my friends, uh, uh, they, they when they got into the industry, they understood that the, what you did in the school is one thing, but what you do outside in the practical world is so different. Um, I still remember, uh, I took this another leap that I joined the job in different city. Not uh, not because I was not getting the job in my city, uh, just I wanted to explore more. Uh, I wanted to work with different people. So I I did get the job in different city with different people who speak very different language. So that's another thing because uh, this industry involves a lot of local people and uh, so i had to learn the language also at that time uh, but what i learned in that uh, um job first of all how to put together your knowledge in the practical world learn to work under the uh, you know the principal architect and how to communicate the needs of your client onto your paper onto your design how you can do that and And design is a process and I was uh, also because maybe my boss thought that I'm good enough. He, He right away, not only gave me the project to design, but also gave me the permission to interact with my client. So I was exposed to that environment where I'm trying to understand what this client is looking for, because I was working with a lot of developers who were making a lot of group housings. So I was trying to understand what is that person is looking for, what kind of uh, building they're trying to make. And also the money point, because as an architect, you're never taught about finance, zero knowledge about finance. And when you get into the build in the industry, everybody's taught in numbers. And that was so new to me because all in five years, I was trained in my mind, design, 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 design. And now when I'm out there, design is only a small part. It's actually numbers plays a lot of big role, not only really in terms of the area that you're working on, but also the money that is involved in the process of building that building. So I think I got a lot of exposure uh, interacting with the labor, interacting with the clients, interacting with my principal, uh, and also leading my team who was helping me with the project because I had to lead three people who were helping me to build that whole thing because not only the design, but it's like 3D, you have to make 3D views of the building. Um, So many presentations that are involved. So basically teamwork, I learned that also. Um, But uh, it was a great experience as a first job that I got to do. Actually, I was one of those lucky person who was able to touch every part of the process of building one
0: building awesome um and then moving on to another role of yours can you maybe speak a little bit about your your time at Livespace.com?
1: sure that was a very different ball game guys because that was the first organization in india that was opened up to such humongous level where architects without even opening up their own forms or for that matter, interior designer, because I was more like interior designer in that organization. Without opening up your own form, you were actually dealing with those situations because my role as a design partner in that organization was to get... So, so the company used to give me the leads of the clients. Okay, so my role was... To crack those deals with those guys, as I was the face of the company, I was not in, I was not an employee with uh, Let's face, I was a partner, so I had a commission-based business uh, work with that company. So whatever business I'm going to give to the company, I had a percentage. I, I I mean, I used to earn that percentage from that organization. So that is a very different scenario, and that has never happened in the history of architecture or designing in India before. So I was one of those first designers who joined that kind of organization because I always had that entrepreneurship kind of spirit in me. So when this opportunity came up, I joined it. Um, I didn't have a lot of network, uh, people in this network who have done that before, uh, but I took that lead. And you know what happened in that process while I was working with this space, I was able to understand that what it takes for it for an architect to get the project in the office because how will you get to know if you don't have an office of your own as yet and i was not in that position i was still an employee to so either i opened up my own firm which i wasn't ready at that time because i i was planning to move to united states and then when this opportunity arrived it was pretty much the same thing I was doing. I was getting the pro- project for myself, communicating with the client in the same way as I am the owner of that project because I'm the face. You have to understand I'm the face. Although I come with the brand name of the company, but I was the face, okay? And understanding what it takes to, you know, get involved as a front-end architect because when you're in the office doing the work, is different because your boss is taking care of so many things that you don't realize it and you are out there in your computer and saying, my boss don't understand this. My boss is, you know, giving me hard time or, uh, you know, asking me to stay late in the office and, uh, he wants me to work harder. But when I was out there, I could really understand the struggles and you know what it takes to keep the client happy till the end of the process make sure that he gets what he wants because it's so difficult. Design is one process and doing the work is so different. And the major part is to keep the client happy because at the end of the day, your business is about word of mouth. If you are doing your work right, he will, you know, say good things about you. And that's how you get more projects, right? That, that, that's how this industry works. So I kind of really got thick skin and uh, learned a lot and learned to communicate with my client on a constant basis, Learned to address their problems. And, uh, and, and along with that, I was the designer. I was the coordinator. I was leading my team. So basically doing everything, what an architect would be doing without my own office. So that was a great experience. And I, within mm, six months. I was the best performer of the organization. That was a big, big mark on my uh, career because that taught me that I can lead. I can be an entrepreneur. I can actually do these leadership skills or lead an organization. I got that confidence that not only did I, I'm not just a person who will just design on the back end. I can actually lead out there and uh, do my work successfully. Yeah.
0: Great. That's extremely insightful. Um, and then maybe can you touch a little bit on your current role at I Achieve Group Incorporation and maybe the transition you, you had from some of your past roles to your current role? Sure. So,
1: So basically, guys, I am not doing architecture right now. So right now I am as I told you, I had this entrepreneurship uh, spirit in me always that I wanted to own my business. Uh, when I landed here in the States, I got this huge opportunity to build an e-commerce business. And I been someone who has been always open upon doing things. But of course, I had doubts because without having any background on this particular field, I didn't know how to you know, go about it. But at that time, Amazon was out there and uh, it was in the news and we could all see how Amazon is growing tremendously. So I could see that, you know, one of the industry which is growing is online industry. So I didn't know how to get into that, but I was open. I was like, let's see how it goes. And when I got presented with this opportunity, the founder of the organization um, kind of, you know, interviewed me, uh, he saw where I come from, what kind of skills I have, what kind of work I have done and do I have what it takes to build, build my own business and uh, honestly of course I, I I did qualify for that but that doesn't give you any guarantee even if you qualify any in interview does it give any guarantee that you could do good in the job, no um, and I was also still uh, evaluating my uh, my I uh, should I do it, should I do that or should I not do that because um because i didn't want to continue my architecture in the same way i wanted to do something else in architecture which i'll talk about uh, after this so he he agreed to mentor me guys so one of the very important things that he agreed to mentor me and that's how i learned i've learned a new industry right from nothing and it took me i think approximately 2 years to get the skills right. Not that I know everything right now. I mean, I'm still learning, but then those crucial beginning two years were so important because that time I was literally learning A, B, C, D of my new industry that I'm working right now, okay? So uh, nothing, I just put my focus right there, put the blinders on. I got myself humbled enough where I could learn everything right from the beginning, absolutely new things. Uh, in the new country, and uh, today I have my uh, e-commerce business all, all across North America, and I have a huge team, uh, which I'm leading, uh, and even the and now I feel so grateful that I took this path, because even the pandemic couldn't touch it, because it's absolutely online, and my business is growing. It has got no effect of pandemic, and I, I also learned in the process that A lot of times we have heard that, you know, get a good uh, education, get a good job, you're set for life. Nobody ever taught us that it's important to diversify yourself. I don't think so. I mean, my parents never taught me, Uh, none of my teachers taught me. So I think something just happened in my life where I got to learn that it's so important to diversify yourself and be open. There's so many good things are happening out there. The world is evolving. So uh, you don't know what opportunity comes your way and can change your whole life.
0: Yeah. Great. Well, congratulations on your success. Um, and then moving on to you, you touched on this a little bit, but maybe can you tell us what are your top three skills that you use every day?
1: Sure. Uh, I would say first very important thing is networking, uh, communication networking is so important. It's very important to build because uh, build your network in whatever industry you're working on because that expands your horizon, that expands your knowledge. Uh, You get to see things from so different angles that you are not even aware of. And uh, do remind me, I would really want to mention about how I'm gonna take my architecture career ahead, right? So, second uh, is communication with my team. I make a point every morning. I communicate with my team and, uh, you know, build my team up because you don't know what they're going through because everybody is working uh, virtually. My business in any way is virtual. So uh, I didn't have to learn the skills in the pandemic. Uh, sorry, guys. I had to learn it much before the pandemic. So I knew it's so important to stay connected with your team to understand uh, on a personal level because I feel personally you can't do well if other parts of your life is not stable. So I try to be that person to communicate with them and build a connection with them. So, so that my team is comfortable enough to, um, to share with me their struggles or something, you know, going on in their life. Because if we are able to address that, I see so much productivity in their work. Uh, that's commendable. And that's something I had to build it up. Uh, you know, this is a skill that she built it up and that that's where, uh, being a good listener, being a good communication person, those skills really come handy. And if somebody feels, you know, that it's not something they're good at, I can tell you guys, I felt the same. I developed that skill. And the third very important thing is time management. It's so crucial um, when you're working all by yourself to keep your time in check. That, those are the top three skills.
0: Phenomenal. Um, and then maybe one of our last questions, uh, is w- what are your suggestions or maybe words of wisdom tips for aspiring architects or maybe for up and coming leaders?
1: Uh, my tip would be ask yourself. whatever career you're choosing for yourself. Can you do that 12, 15 hours a day for the rest of your life? Ask first question second instead of asking that, is this something you want to do? Ask yourself, is this the life you want to lead? Meet architects, meet doctors, meet lawyers, whatever field you choose, meet those successful people in that particular industry and, and understand what kind of life they have. Do you want to lead the same life as a, uh, you know, male or female who you are? Understand what, what it takes to build that kind of career. Are you willing to go through the same route? If yes, the answer is yes. I think that's, that's good for you. And uh, it doesn't matter. Then, uh, you know, those struggles or that journey will be much easier for you. And you, in fact, you would enjoy that journey because you would know why you're doing this. And if ever in the journey, you're stuck with the wall that, you know, you ask these questions, uh, just go back to your why, why, why you started Why you chose this. And if you keep your motivation connected with your why, I think you will never ever have to uh, be upset about anything in your life. Uh, Because see, life will give you everything. Ups and downs will happen no matter what. Whatever industry you choose, there will be something you will love and there will be something um, you may not like that much, but... uh, if you know why you're doing that, you'll be able to understand and move it forward from there. So that's something I, I learned in my career that it's so crucial to understand and be with that network to understand what it takes to build that kind of career.
0: Awesome. Um, and then our final question here at VSC is is really what courses or maybe clubs or electives should students partake in? Um, and I guess, what is the typical path for a, a a successful arch- architect to take?
1: This is the uh, question I was waiting for because I did a very big blunder in my life. Uh, what I was calling a blunder, but a mistake that I started with this career and uh, maybe the network I was in, that was all people were doing. So that's all I knew, the traditional architecture career. Um, and what happened that I hit the wall I couldn't understand that. Is I mean I wasn't happy with the progress after a point and although I did love my journey in this space which was my last job but at that time I didn't know where to go after this because what I was uh, taught that's something I was not motivated enough to pursue anyway so uh, the mistake was I didn't network enough in a Manner where I could meet architects from all different fields because today, guys, architects are involved in so many fields. So I took my two years or three years time while I was building my e-commerce business to network with those people. And today, uh, I, I mean, this year what happened that after that kind of network and conversations and building my connections and understanding how, so many careers that that involves an architect or a design background and uh, you know, and I was able to uh, decide on my master's program and I've got admission in Pratt Institute and the Parson uh, School. If you guys know, these are the two top schools uh, in United States uh, or in fact in the world, uh, top 10 schools in the world in the design industry. I got the admission here for design management. Why? Because I understood I love being a designer, but also I love the business part of it. So I got an opportunity after all this uh, networking and all those conversations to understand who really I am. And I could see myself as a designer and a business person. So why not to, you know, Combine that and use that skill and build a career along with that, and that's how I was uh, exposed this exposed for this program called design management, and that's what I am gonna do uh, next year. I was actually given the opportunity. To, I got the admission for this year, but but COVID happened, and I was I was not much uh, you know interested to do the course online because it, it's hardly what. 15 months program and you know how the COVID situation is. So I took one year uh, of Deferral, but next year I'm going to continue my architecture career as a design manager. So I'm really excited for that. But the lesson what I'm trying to tell here is that network, learn about your field, be so good with what you're doing and so good with your skills. That is so important. So that's something, um, I think I missed out for one or two years, and that's how it, it took a longer time to decide. But other than that, uh, I'm very happy today. Thank
0: you. Very cool. Um, and with that, uh, you have finished answering our questions at VSN. We thank you for that. Um, and now we're going to move on to QA questions. So if any of you have questions that you would like Ms. Sabti to answer, then feel free to p- put them in the QA module down below. Um, but we will start off with the 1st QA and question, which is, do you have any recommendations for how to gain exposure to architecture while, while still in high school?
1: I uh, guess. It's very easy, guys, to date with the technology. It's so easy to connect with people because LinkedIn is a great platform to, first of all, Google out all the top schools of architecture uh, in the country and just say the alumni from those schools and, uh, and talk to these people on LinkedIn. And honestly, most of these people are willing to help you and uh, they will explain you everything and they will answer your questions. And uh, everybody out there is, you know, uh, understand the importance of networking. So you may think, you know, how if that person will, you know, uh, invest their time or not, but please understand everybody, most of the people, do understand the importance of networking so please ask questions from anyone you see on linkedin connect with them talk to them schedule a call with them and i'm sure you will get all your answers
0: great um and then another networking centered question how do you recommend to gain connections in the architect industry
1: my question is that uh while you are in school that itself gives you a lot of exposure because right now even i have not joined the school for my masters program the organize uh, sorry the university has already connected with me uh, connected me with so many alumni uh i do a lot of webinars i have the uh, opportunity to connect with them one on one so i think today universities are helping you so much to connect with the alumni and uh, and LinkedIn, I think these are the two ways you can connect. One is LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a professional platform, guys. So that's why it's one of the only one. Second, in the university, speak with your seniors. Speak with your professors. Because in the most of the universities, professors are not only uh, teaching you, but also they're practicing outside. So that is also very, very important um, to connect with them because that will help you in the job. Uh, they will get you places at the right place if you have that connection with them. So uh, I think right now with how technology is working, it's so easy to connect. You just have to reach out to the people, Go- right from the Google, Google the best schools that you're tra- targeting, look for the people in those particular universities and send them a message and boom, you're there.
0: Alrighty. Thank you for answering our questions here at VSC as well as our audience members' questions. Um, we really appreciate the experience and insight that you were able to share with us here today. And I'm sure that the people who will view this later will also greatly appreciate what you've shared with us today. Uh, if you'd like to learn more, uh, please visit our website at virtualstudentexperiences.com. And until then, I'll see you guys later.